What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of At Large Band. This is episode two of our team previews for the teams we cover. I am Tim Daniel here with Parker Fields. And today, we dive into the Cincinnati Bearcats, who everyone looks at taking a jump, a big step this year. Obviously, a very dynamic offseason, bringing in some really good transfers uh, and a really fun year as they're in the final year of the American Athletic Conference. So, Parker, how's it going, man? I'm doing great, Tim. Ready to talk some UC basketball. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a lot of fun being at the Fifth Third Arena this year. Some fun games, a really interesting atmosphere. Uh, Some really good teams within their conference, obviously. One of them being Houston, who uh, probably will be amongst the teams fighting for a Final Four spot this year. And then a Memphis team who is pretty dynamic and bringing back a lot of guys and bringing in some really talented players as well. But we're here to talk about the Bearcats. And obviously the first thing you look at is last year was the first year under new coach Wes Miller as he took over the reins of John Brandon. And, you know, it was about what you expected with trying to put a roster together with so little time. Uh, You saw some pluses and you definitely had some minuses. Uh, Guys like David DeJulius who have really, really uh, taken on a big, a big, big spot for the Bearcats have been really good. Uh, Jeremiah Davenport going to his senior year looking to kind of have his first NCAA tournament appearance and bringing in guys like Landers Nolly, who have won at NIT at Memphis, have played in the NCAA tournament, has played in Maui when he was at Virginia Tech. Uh, so this is Landers' third school. And they're bringing in guys like Ralph Fennessy, who are transfers from Indiana, who've played in big-time games. So it seems like this year the idea, Parker, for, this, for the way Wes and staff built this roster was toughness and experience to kind of get this team kind of trying to get the ball rolling before they head to the big 12. Uh, definitely. That's what it looks like from Wes Miller. Um, and that's kind of his mantra sort of, uh, Wes last year didn't have the most talented roster by any means, but he coached that team to be gritty, uh, to grind out games, to make sure games were, um, within uh, striking distance. A lot of the time they kind of played a ugly, like, smash mouth football style on a basketball court because he really didn't have much talent but that's why I like Wes as a coach Uh, I think he gets the most out of his players and I thought they did a really good job on the defensive end last year playing to their strengths and I think they won a lot more games than they really should have based on their talent because they had a lot of guys out there that didn't shoot the ball well and there was not much spacing on the floor out there besides uh, offensively you had Davenport and DeJulius and besides those two there really wasn't much uh, people to create their own shot by any means. And I'm expecting that to improve this year. And I, I just like Wes's philosophy uh, and who he got out of the transfer portal, getting Landers Nolly, lots of college experience. Like you said, Rob Fennessy, point guard for Indiana. You got a lot of college experience there. People have played in big-time games, and hopefully they can uh, drop that wisdom down to this UC team. Yeah, I mean, some of the guys that are coming back are going to be big parts of this team. Odio Guama, who is a former Wake First Force transfer. John Newman, who came over from Clemson. This is gonna, they're, they're guys that are going to be really, really, really big parts of this team. Uh, Mike Adams-Woods, obviously come back for his senior year, has been there for a long time. Um, and then some of the guys they brought in, Daniel Skillings is a guy that see, you hear a lot about being the team, the program being excited about. Uh, this is a team that has some, has some much more talent. Uh, and obviously some experience uh, guys like Victor Lockin, Jared Hensley coming back as well. I'm excited to see what this, what this UC scheme puts together. Yeah. So, so am I Tim. And 
my thing that they really need to improve on this year is definitely three-point shooting. If they can get those numbers up, become a more efficient team from three, they could really be dangerous because they did play good defense last year. Um, they were really physical, and Westmore did get a lot out of his players. So if he can continue that and they get more efficient on the offensive end, this team could definitely improve and you know, uh, be a top three or four team in the AAC conference this year. Yeah, so they are preseason. They were predicted to finish third in the AAC. Yeah, I, I saw third, yeah. Yeah, behind uh, Houston and Memphis, obviously. So let's kind of look at some of their non-conference games to kind of discuss what, how we look. And it's a lot of like building up win kind of games. Uh, you look at teams like Chaminade, obviously, that's part of Maui, uh, who they'll open the season against. Cleveland State from the Horizon League, Eastern Kentucky, which I can't believe they scheduled that game for Sunday at noon during the NFL season. Uh, they have that week, they go to NKU to play Northern Kentucky, who we'll talk about in our next episode. And then they will be in Maui starting off against Arizona. Uh, then the, before the Xavier game, they have the New Jersey Institute of Technology and Bryant. And then, of course, host across town this year. Uh, so they will round out their non-conference with Miami, Ohio, LaSalle, and Detroit Mercy. So when you look kind of how they schedule their non-conference, what did you kind of take away from it? He's definitely trying to build some wins to build up some confidence before they go into AAC play. I can definitely tell that from that schedule. You know, a lot of mid-major schools besides Arizona, of course. Of course, Arizona is a big-time program, a very historic program. But outside of Arizona, there's really not much in that non-conference schedule because, of course, Xavier, they play every year. That's a little different. So I'm not really looking at that game in terms of, like, their scheduling. And, yeah, it's just you could tell Sean Miller's got a new group, a lot of guys trying to mesh together, and he's definitely trying to get some cohesion going and get everybody comfortable with each other before they get into conference play. And that's definitely why he started off with uh, four mid-major schools before the Arizona game, trying to get some flow going, trying to get something good going uh, with the team. And then they'll go into two very battle-tested teams in Arizona and Xavier. But besides that, the non-conference schedule is looking pretty weak, to be honest. Yeah, if they are to beat Arizona in that first round of Maui, uh, they will play the winner of Ohio State and San Diego State. So to kind of give people an idea of what that could look like there. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think it definitely feels like a lot of like just build some wins up. Let's get confident. So that way when we get into AAC play and we have to play some really good basketball teams, we can kind of be ready and hold our own. And I think that's, I, I'm fine with that schedule, with that process. I'm yeah. fine with that schedule. I think it makes a lot of sense for what they're trying to do. Um, yeah, let's look at the team. So we've talked about a few of these guys already and what they are. You got plenty of experience and things like that. But what these guys really kind of bring to the, bring to the team. So Jeremiah Davenport is definitely kind of their heart and soul, their team, definitely kind of the vocal leader, uh, very confident in everything he does. He has all the belief that he's the best player on the court every time he's out there. And you got to love that about him. He plays definitely plays with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, David Julius, who really, really th uh, thrived last year. I suspect we have another year where he thrives really well this year as well. Uh, with kind of having the ball in his hands, majority of possessions and has some really, really big scoring games. And then Landers knowledge, just being some, just being a really good two way player long, having the ability to score is going to be big for them. And low-key, John Newman last year shot really well from three. Was his best of his career. And when you asked, I asked him about that at AAC Media Day, he said he fully expects he's going to shoot even better this year. So you mentioned this team and their, their need to hit three-point shots. I think they're kind of have aware of that. That's why they went and got some of the guys they did. 
Yeah, for sure, Tim. And you can tell they're definitely, by this roster, um, they're definitely going with a more modern kind of, I, I kind of want to say NBA-like approach in terms of they got a lot of long 3 and D wings on this roster right now. They really do, and that's like the modern NBA approach, not as much college. But there, there's not really a uh, uh, a lot of guys on this team that can't guard multiple positions, which is nice. Uh, Wes Miller definitely did a good job of building a lot of uh, flexibility on this team, which I tend to always like on teams is uh, when you can switch and – always have matchups out there where your guys can guard one through maybe three, one through four um, a lot of times. And that's definitely key. Along with David DeJulius, who you talked about, he's a very good shot creator. And uh, like I talked about with Xavier, they don't really have that guard that can just go and create a, you know, a step back jump shot uh, and hit tough shots like that. Uh, DeJulius can do that when plays break down. He definitely can. He's done that throughout his uh, college career. He did a lot last year. And I'm expecting a really big uh, last college season from him. Um, and, yeah, I'm just – I'm expecting improvement out of this team. And I really like the way their roster is constructed. I like the idea. I don't know how well it's going to work out. But on paper, I really like the the thought process behind this roster is how I say it. Yeah. Let's talk about Rob Fennessy for a second. I know you got to see him play in person last year uh, when you went and covered the NKU game up in Bloomington. Was it obviously his best year? Uh, kind of saw his least amount of minutes and was benched uh, to play a little bit less. But I uh, had a really disappointing shooting year by his standards. And kind of what do you want to see kind of or expect to see that Rob brings to this team? Uh, potentially, you know, maybe as that, as that third guard or kind of the guy to kind of be an additional ball hand along with the Julius. What do you kind of expect his role to be for this pass for this team? I'd like to really see him just be a floor general out there and a leader. Like when he comes in, I want him to control the pace, um, control the tempo of the game, make sure everybody's where they need to be, and just kind of be that quarterback of the offense out there when he's on the floor. Uh, he's a veteran in college. He's 23 years old. This is his fifth college season, I believe. And um, I just really liked him to see him control the pace of the game out there, hit some threes when he's open. We know he can shoot. Like you said, last year wasn't his best year shooting. I think he, he went through a confidence struggle last year at Indiana. He wasn't used to not playing much and that happened to, uh, to him towards the end of the year. And I'm just really expecting him to have a bounce back season at you uh, see this year because change of scenery usually helps when there is um, when players get benched and, you know, go through a mental struggle. A lot of times a change of scenery can be huge for them. And I'm expecting similar to Rob Fennessy, and I think he could really uh, control the second, uh, the second unit for UC's offense. I agree. I think that that's really what it's going to come down to is what he kind of brings to them as far as leading that second unit. Uh, I think you know, kind of being that dynamic, not necessarily six man, but you know, kind of you know, lead ball handler of the second unit is going to be really what they need for him to be. And I think he certainly has the upside to do so. I think he has that ability. I think especially in the AAC, uh, he's going to have a lot of chances to kind of make some make some plays and kind of keep the game going. And like you said, be that four general. So I really like bringing him in. I've already talked about Landers Nolly. I think that that's just going to be awesome. Uh, really like him. I know that Jeff Goodman had him listed in his top 100 of impact transfers at number 69. So obviously has a lot of ex high expectations for him. But Landers and John Newman... I think defensively are going to give teams a lot of fits. I think that the way those two play perimeter defense, is going to make things a lot of really hard on guys. 
Uh, the play is going to be really dynamic as far as how they can do their defense. They can really play well in man. They can play well in, in zone. They can be better team defenders instead of just individual defenders. So I think that just makes things change so differently for UC. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And a lot of the stuff you said goes back to like what I said, the flexibility of this team. I just really – they got a lot of 3 and D guys, and it – it's weird because a lot of times when those teams work with a lot of 3 and D guys on a team, you need one player sort of that like orchestrates the offense. Like in the NBA, you'd have like Luca with a lot of 3 and D guys. That's a killer dynamic. This team doesn't really have that. So that's the little confusion with me and where they're going to get a lot of offense generated. That's my only question with them. They do have DeJulius, but he's not a true like number 1 on a co- on a really good college team, so my only question with them is the scoring. Everything else looks good to me. I'm just – I'm a little confused uh, who who's really going to go out there and get a lot of buckets for them outside of Davenport and Julius, and who's going to step up and be that number three for them. That's my big question with this team this year. I they didn't totally, really have one last year. No, I totally agree with that. I really think yeah. since, like, Jaron Cumberland left, and even before Jaron Cumberland, it was Sean yeah. Kilpatrick. Uh, they really haven't had that guy just go step up and get a bucket when needed. I think David believes he's that guy. I think Wes believes David's that guy. And I think he could evolve into that player. But I'm not 100% certain it's there at the moment. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that there's definitely a dynamic there that needs to be addressed as far as making you know making those strides and making those moves as well. Uh, obviously, like we said, this is the last year in the AAC for the Bearcats before they moved to the Big 12. And we know that the sites for the schools, all their athletics are set on that. But this is kind of a big year and this is a really competitive conference this year. There's probably, I, I shouldn't you know, you know, we obviously we've talked about the other, the two big schools ahead of them. Tulane has really brought some talent in. They're going to probably have a really solid year. They're not, as they said during the ACVD, they're not a secret anymore. Uh, so I think in between those four, I think they're going to be really, really battle tested. Um, I could see them having a really good uh, conference run and, you know, maybe making a spot in the, as like a, I don't know if I think they're an incidentally tournament team, but I think the NIT is a definite success for them. And anything above that is awesome. Exactly. Like I'm not saying this team has no shot at the tournament. Cause I definitely could see that happening. The NCAA tournament, like that's not out of the question by any means. It's just Xavier has a lot more questions answered for me right now than UC does. Like you see, if everything worked out perfect, I could see this team making the NCAA tournament and having a really, really good year, maybe being ranked at some point throughout the year. But there's a lot of question marks for me in terms of just overall the scoring because last year they, they, they didn't have a lot of guys, and this year you still got Davenport and DeJulius, but outside of that, they just they really need to have like a solidified third and fourth option on this offense. And you know, somebody could step out and up out of nowhere, and that's where I'm saying everything could go right and this team could look great. And that's just my question mark on this team. So I'm just not yet at that point to be like, yeah, that team's a tournament team. But NIT, I definitely think there's a good odds that the team is in the NIT tournament for sure. I think if they can get a little bit of 2021 Landers Nolly, he can definitely be that go-to bucket getter as well. Yeah. He's a guy that shot 38% from three that year. Last year, he kind of took a little bit of a downward sh- uh, on his uh, shooting. Uh, just kind of going at this about 34%. Um, but he's a guy that can, you know, he has showed the ability in the past to score. And he's kind of also been a guy that can kind of whatever his role needed. It looks like last year Penny needed him to be more of a defender. 
and he came off the bench for that team more. Um, and I don't think he's going to be coming off the bench for this team by any means uh, with his talent levels. So I'm kind of thinking about that now. What what does their starting five look like? So David, Landers, Micah, Jeremiah, Hayden Koval? Yeah, is that who they're going to play at the five? We didn't even we didn't talk about that. They don't really have a proven center right now at this point. Is Koval their center? I mean, he's really good, so I could see it. And plus, he's gonna have—he's had his first like real off season. He's not rehabbing. He, he he's not. Yeah, I, he's a good player. Um, oh, I'm probably not hating, probably more Victor Lockin. I'm probably leaning more Victor Lockin. Victor's pretty. Yeah. Good. Um, I completely forgot. Uh, oh, I can't. Why am I blanking on his name right now? Oh, let me go to the roster real quick. I'm blanking on his name so hard right now. Sage uh, Tolentino, sorry. I saw him work out a lot of Griffin Lee. I completely forgot he signed. He's definitely a project, though. I'm saying he's not going to play this year by any means, but in the future he could be an answer at center eventually. Um, And, yeah, i definitely say Lockin and Koval will probably split the minutes a little bit, kind of a 20 minutes each type of thing. I don't really see either of them, like, playing a lot more minutes than the other, in my opinion. I definitely see them as, like, splitting that center position. I don't know about you, but that's what I would see. Yeah, I think, though, the only issue with that is if they get in foul trouble, you know. Yeah. And, look, they used Odie Aguama last year in multiple roles, and I like Odie. I think Odie's a good player. He's a really good team player, and he's a guy who can kind of really take on some sub roles that role for them as well, uh, kind of being that additional big to go with those two. So – but yeah, you know, I don't know where I where I feel like if they get in foul trouble, what happens? Because especially those two, if one of them, you know, if one of them picks up two fouls in the first four minutes of the game before the first media timeout, like, you know, that makes things kind of on edge. So I definitely think they could be really good this year and win a lot of games, go to the NIT, potentially sneak into the tournament, uh, maybe even play in the first four, which would be cool. Um or I could see a situation where, you know, the talent just doesn't match up perfectly well and they're still kind of putting it all together to figure out who's going to be with them when they start Big 12 play. Yeah, we didn't talk about uh, Jared Hensley. He's more of a forward, but he could step in maybe and help up, uh, help out down low. He did play a lot more minutes as the season ended last year. Didn't play much to begin the year, but he did step into the rotation a lot towards the end of the season. So we could see more of him in the front court this year. And um, I want to talk real quick about Nolly because we talked about him for a minute. I, like I talked about question mark, I could see him averaging 15, 12 to 15 points a game this season. The thing is, I want to see if last year was just an outlier and the whole Amani Bates, Jalen Duran show was the reason he didn't have a, as great a season last year. That's and then point. them keying everything towards, obviously they had the number two, two and the number one player in their class respectively. I think that might've been partially the reason why um, Landers Nolly didn't have as good a, uh, a season last year. And I could definitely see him be, I could see him being the second leading scorer on this team for sure. Yeah, I could too. I think it's definitely a, a strong possibility. Man, yeah. So I, I'm excited about them bringing Landers Dahlia. He's the player I'm definitely the most excited to watch in the Bearcats this year. So, all right, let's kind of go through our last touches here. Uh, 
like we did last week, game on the Cincinnati roster you're most excited about? I'm going to say the Houston game in conference play over their first Houston test, their first game against Houston. Because I'm going to say that that's going to be a big test for them. You know, if they can play with Houston, they can play with anybody. They could definitely, you know, win the conference tournament if they can play with Houston and battle them. Last year, um, I did watch the whole – I didn't watch the first Houston uh, – the, the regular season Houston games, but um, I watched them, and they played in the tournament, I believe, right? Yeah. I want to say they played in the – yeah, I was about to say. I watched that whole game. Uh, I just couldn't remember if the, it was the AAC tournament or the last time they played in the regular season. But um, they just didn't match up with Houston. They just couldn't hit shots. They really grinded the game out, played really good defense on Houston, forced Houston to really tough shots. And I think with the additions they made, like with Landers and Ollie, they could hit some more shots and they could battle Houston more. So if they can, you know, compete with Houston, maybe pull off an upset, uh, I think that will really be key to tell you how the rest of the season will go to, down the stretch. Yeah, uh, you know, they're really, like you said, you know, say they beat Arizona in Maui. Yeah, you know that's just, I mean, this, they beat Illinois last year in Kansas City and took Arkansas down to the wire, almost almost beat them. You know, they win those two games. We haven't been talking about them playing in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, of course, they did have some tough losses that they should not have lost, uh, especially at home. But, you know, they certainly were close. And, you know, they, a few more things go their way. A bunch of games that were down to the wire. And we might be having a different conversation about how their season was last year. So Houston's a big one. Um, really curious to see between them, Memphis, and Tulane who can kind of take over that role of like being up there with Houston. Uh, I think Memphis is the leader of the three, but I do think those other two are going to make a big fight for it. Yeah, I, I agree with you for sure on that. Um, it, it's really going to be a race who can be number two right bet- uh, right behind Houston, like you said. And, you know, maybe Houston just took a little step back and you see steps forward or Memphis steps forward. Um, the AAC – Outside of Houston, obviously, lots of people think they're going to be in the Final Four. I think they're definitely going to be in the race for the Final Four as well. But you never know with college basketball. College basketball can be crazy. There could be an injury and something something could happen. And I think UC fans definitely have something, some more to look forward to this year than they have in a few years. And I think this team's just very confusing. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like it could fall either way of the spectrum, if I'm going to be honest right now, Tim. I could see them having a great year. I could see them having a rough year, and the pieces just don't work. Yeah, I'm the same way. I feel like it could go either way for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will predict their end result is they play in the NIT. I just kind of feel like that's kind of – I wouldn't say ceiling, but that's probably – about where they would be standing going into this going into the season with how the roster shaped up. Yeah, I'm gonna go like a five or six seed in the NIT as well. I think they'll be a middle of the pack NIT team. Maybe not like first four out or anything, but like I think they'll get in the NIT pretty pretty easily. But by no means I don't think they're gonna get into the tournament and I don't think they're going to be like a top seed in the NIT, but I, it's definitely an improvement. The NIT is an improvement over last season, and that's just what you want to see out of your program, making progress. And I think Wes Miller is definitely here for the long run, and he's not thinking all about the short uh, the short game right now. He's definitely looking towards the future as well. And the recruiting class they could be having next year could be scary. So, 
Yeah, I think uh, UC fans are very happy that Hubert Davis is winning at North Carolina so they can keep Wes Miller here. Um, and that's, that seems to be going pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's two of the three. So our next episode we will knock out. We will be previewing the NKU Norse as they look to make their return to the NCAA tournament as well. So, Parker, thank you. And we will see you guys next week for the Norse. See ya.